Money Savvy. This is the Money Savvy podcast from MoneyWeb, where we tackle personal finance matters with leading financial advisors. Your host, Butumelo Nsoko. Welcome to the Money Savvy podcast. I'm Butumelo Nsoko. When investing in lump sum, should one do so all at once or is a gradual strategy better? And which option will yield higher returns? To shed light on this, we're joined by Alka Brink, who is a certified financial planner at PSG Wealth. Welcome, Alka. Thank you for having me, Botmelo. It's always nice to be here. Now, what do studies say about the effectiveness of lump sum investing versus gradual investing? I think there are definitely benefits to both. When it comes to investing, I think it's important to always go back to the basics and remember the principle of what you're trying to achieve once you have exposure to the stock market. And the main recipe for success is having time in the market. And the more time, the better. So it's factually impossible to try and time the market. So I would always say, yeah, the sentence, it's not about trying to time the market, but time in the market. So when it comes to investing a lump sum, for example, I think, of course, if you have a lump sum available and whatever you have available to invest, the sooner, the better. Um, You can spend more time in the market. um, You can possibly benefit from more positive days. And that's quite an interesting um, study that has been done is if you look at not only the JSE, but also the the global market um, over a 50 or even 100 year period, um, there's normally only around 50 really good days, which is really actually a little if you if you think of such a long period of time, where if you miss some of those good days, even if you just miss 10 of the best days in a 20 year period, your outcome looks completely different, um, which is actually quite interesting. And I think we can maybe share one of these graphs also um, with the podcast. But um, I think that's the benefit of investing a lump sum. If you just have more time, there's definitely benefits to, um, I think, if you if you maybe don't have a lump sum available and you want to invest on a monthly basis, I think for the for the average person, this is sometimes the easier thing to do. And, and when it comes to cash flow and Maybe you're earning a salary and you're investing X percentage of the salary every month, so you don't necessarily have a lump sum available to invest, then this is a great route to follow as well. Now, I know some people consider maybe taking out a loan to invest that lump sum. Do you think that's a good idea? Certain times in the market is definitely something you can consider. And this normally comes down to two things. And I think it also answers the topic that a lot of people ask often is, should you prioritize paying off your loan or should you rather invest? And I think this is always a very relevant question. It comes down to what is the current interest rate environment. And if we're looking at where we are actually at the moment and where we have been the past two years is that we're in an extremely low interest rate environment. And together with that, if we look at what's happening in the markets. Now, if it was 2021, last year we had exceptional returns in the markets, both locally and offshore. Then my advice would definitely have been you rather need to be in the market because your return is outperforming whatever you are paying for your loan or your interest rate by far. Um, So it just makes sense to rather invest this and rather earn this high return. At the moment, if you were to ask me this today, the markets are going through a very volatile phase mostly because of the war and a lot of things that's going on economically because of it. So the average return that we're earning at the moment, which is also a short-term 
short term answer. Maybe none of us know how long this war is going to go on for. But for the, the current few weeks, you're not really earning a very high return. So then um, I would reconsider it and rather invest funds that I already have available or something from my, my loan. But but to answer your question, over a long-term period, when we look at equity exposure or stock market exposure, this will always remain the asset class that gives above inflation returns. So let's say 10, 12% plus returns, but you need to have a little bit of time on your side. So if you have, let's say, more than five years plus, equity exposure will always be a good thing in your portfolio. But if it's a shorter term um, decision, you just need to weigh all the options. And when is it the best time to lump sum invest? I think that's the difficult thing because we never really know how to time the market. Ideally, you can read the market a little bit. You don't want to completely buy in at a, when the market is at an all-time high or depending if you're also investing locally or offshore or there may be currency changes you need to take into account or currency timing in terms of maybe the strength of the rand. But Overall, I would say try not to time the market because you never really know. None of us expected a war to break out just as COVID started to relax. So you never really know what's coming economically in the world. So rather, if you have anything available to invest, invest immediately with the mindset that it's going to be a longer term investment. So I think the moment you do start building an investment portfolio, we always need to remember this is a bit of a longer term plan. Yes, we do have shorter term investments as well and shorter term goals, but mostly if you want to benefit from higher returns and equity exposure, you need to commit for longer longer periods of time. So I think if you anyhow have a lump sum available, I would say invest it and rather benefit from time in the market and, and time basically benefiting from the from the positive returns the market's going to give. When investing offshore, how does the situation then change? I think when investing offshore, if it's a lump sum, I think you can time the RAND a little bit more. If the RAND is, for example, very weak at a moment, you might want to wait until the RAND recovers a little bit or the RAND's a little bit stronger. So there are possibilities that you can time the currency a little bit closer um, if you want to buy in at a good time. Once again, I also think it's it's quite difficult, especially with the RAND being one of the most volatile currencies in the world. It's not so easy to time it, but, but you can definitely, from a day-to-day basis, maybe just wait sometimes until you trade um, to, to just wait for a, a more optimal outcome. I think when it comes to monthly investments, and that's where the benefit also lies when you're doing monthly contributions, should it only be local or should it be global? This is a way of trying to time the market without physically trying to do it because you're now buying into the market on a monthly basis. So some months you'll maybe buy in at a high, some months you'll maybe buy in at a low. So over an average period of time, you are trying to time the market on good days and bad days. So sometimes you're benefiting more because you're buying in at a low and sometimes you may be going to be benefiting a little bit less because you're buying in at a high, but but that's something you'll never know with investing. So at least with doing the monthly contributions, you are averaging the the outcomes out. And I think in terms of this, when it comes to offshore investing, when you're doing it on a monthly basis, it also comes down to not only the, the physical assets or, or equities you're buying, but also the currency. So should the RAND, let's say the RAND versus the dollar fluctuate quite a bit, at least by, by investing on a monthly basis, you're going to be averaging out the, the effects of it because none of us know exactly when the RAND is strengthening or exactly when it's going to be weakening if there are some unknown variables that influence it. So so doing it on a monthly basis at least gives you some opportunity to get the timing correct in terms of 
maybe a stronger RAND. And would using a combination of both gradual investing and lump sum investing be a better way to invest? I think that can be the ideal. I think firstly with a lump sum coming in that you have a bulk of the investment that's starting to earn compound interest and getting exposure to your equity portfolio or your diversified investment portfolio. So that already makes a big difference in terms of, of course, the effect of compound interest and the, the return your portfolio can possibly enjoy by by getting a bulk of the investment into the portfolio. And then together with that, now by adding monthly contributions to this, you get the two benefits of, let's say it's a local investment, you get the benefit of at least trying to time the market a little bit and averaging it out. And I think it's also an easy way of investing, as I mentioned before, in terms of cash flow and in terms of having the real discipline of investing on a monthly basis, where I think one mistake a lot of investors make is we we just wait, simply wait too long until we start investing or we wait for some sunny day where if you rather just start early on and you start smaller and you can consistently do that, rather invest less, but you are able to do it on a monthly basis, and then that's going to have a much better return than waiting to have a big lump sum and maybe you wait five years to be able to invest. So I think that is definitely the benefit of um, whatever you have available to invest, but then also continuing with a disciplined manner on a monthly basis. Okay, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this, but could you maybe give us an idea of what this kind of strategy where you combine both methods would look like when constructing an investment portfolio? Definitely. I think it would depend what the investor's current portfolio looks like, but, but let's say it's a, it's a completely new portfolio we're starting to build. I think it's always important also to remember that the ideal portfolio will always consist out of a few different products because every product has a different role that it plays in your life. So you will, for example, have a retirement type of portfolio. Maybe it will be your pension fund or your provident fund at work or a retirement annuity in your personal capacity. Perhaps together with that, we will build in an emergency fund or a, or a shorter term investment, which will be something accessible. But I think in terms of, of perhaps let's Let's look at a scenario that normally happens around the end of February or the end of a tax year is that we do a calculation for each investor. If you have a tax benefit you haven't utilized on your annual tax benefits, you can add a lump sum to a retirement annuity and you can still benefit from this before the end of February. So perhaps adding a lump sum to your retirement annuity before the end of every February or a lump sum to your tax-free investment should you have one. Um, This is also a product that works with the financial years or the tax year that you can optimize before the end of February. A lot of people prefer to just do a lump sum into the investment once a year. And then together with that, into the rest of your portfolio, should it be your your monthly retirement savings or your monthly emergency fund savings or a combination, you can save this on a monthly basis. So doing a 500 rand or minimum of 500 rand and you can go upwards from there monthly and and just consistently remaining with that. I think it also depends on what your type of income structure is. Perhaps you are earning, maybe you're a commission earner or maybe you earn bonuses and you get a bonus every time at a certain time in the year and you have this lump sum available you can invest. So I think if there's anyhow something additional that comes into your, your income earnings, there's this lump sum that becomes available that you can rather utilize in a good way. Yeah, so I think um, it's important to also try to make a wise decision if it's either a bonus or 
an inheritance or a gift or some or other additional funds that it doesn't form part of your normal income salary that you can always opt to invest it. Thank you, Alka. That was Alka Brink, who is a certified financial planner at PSG Wealth. Thanks for listening to the Money Savvy Podcast, hosted by Buitamelo and Sorko. To listen to more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates. Money Savvy.